Welcome to the Athena Wellness Podcast, the show that invites you to take a seat around the community fire and listen to stories that inspire. I'm your host, Kathy Robinson, author, coach, and founder of Athena Wellness, a company that's dedicated to supporting you on your journey to live more wholeheartedly. Hello, and welcome to episode 116. Thanks so much for joining me for the shortened Wellness Wednesday episode, a little midweek boost to help keep your warrior vibe high. Today I'm joined once again by certified money coach Dennis Harhalakis. During this discussion, Dennis shares some ideas to help listeners alleviate money fears in times of change and uncertainty, including the role of self-compassion. And now on to the show. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Once again, I'm joined by certified money coach, Dennis Harhalakis. Welcome back, Dennis. Thank you, Kathy. You know, in our last discussion, we were talking about the emotion around money. And I've noticed that that can change as we get older, especially if we transition from one phase of life to another. So as an example, moving from a steady paycheck to starting a business. And so I was wondering if you could help our listeners work with some of the fear that can take hold in times of change and uncertainty. Yeah, change and uncertainty are really scary for the brain. The brain likes to predict. In fact, it's a safety-driven prediction engine. That's how it works. Pattern-seeking, safety-driven prediction engine. So when you throw it at something that it's never done before, it can't predict what's going to happen. It doesn't like it. So it can't feel safe. And also it knows it's going to have to invest resources, which in this case is probably energy, to working stuff out. So it's really kind of, oh, don't want to go there. Please don't do this. You know. In terms of moving, transitioning, let's just say out of the corporate space to the non-corporate space, there are a number of challenges to it. There's a number. The two most dangerous years of your life are the year that you're born and the year that you retire. The year that you're born is obvious. The year that you retire is not so obvious. But when you start to tease it apart, you can realize that a lot of our self-worth, a lot of who we are is bound up in what we do. So that transition space can be hard for people if they've just switched off and never really thought about who they want to be, because no one validates you when you're not at work. No one phones you up and says, Kathy, can you help me? Kathy, that's fantastic. That's really useful. We couldn't have done this without you. You don't get it from your family. (laughs) You might get it from random strangers, but you don't. And so that transition space is really quite hard. And it's very important to understand that, get support and and give yourself self-compassion because you're going to feel kind of weird, but you're not going to know why it is. And people are going to go, hey, you should be fine. You've got nothing to do. You know, and I'm like, uh, actually, I don't feel so great right now. I'm not quite sure what that is. But everyone's telling me I should feel great. So now I've got guilt and shame around not feeling as great as everyone tells me I should feel great. But if you do think about it, then you go, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to set up a business for myself. There's some things that are really important to understand about what that looks like. First of all, there's this concept of the... 10 hats. So when you run your own business, you're wearing 10 hats. Uh, You are head of HR, you're head of operations, you're head of accounts, you're head of sales, you're head of marketing, you're head of product. 
and whatever the other four are. So some of those things you're going to want to do. You had a product because, hey, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I this is my this is what I've always wanted to do. I'm so happy that I I can now do what I want to do. And, and no one can tell me what I, I need to do because I'm the boss and I run my own hours and everything. But it's not so simple. If even if you're just building websites or running a flower shop or running a wellness retreat, or you've moved into whatever it is that you really, really wanted to do all this time. There's a whole bunch of other stuff that comes with it. And you can't run a business without that. You can't ignore the numbers. Now, from a money perspective, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you've never really thought about this piece, it's really important just to step back before you jump on or even if you are, if you're thinking about it and going, okay, for the last 20, 30, whatever it is, years, I have worked and I've got a paycheck every single month. This is it. I can't remember who it was. So the three most addictive things in the world are drugs of various sorts, sugar, and a paycheck. Mm. And that's so right because think about what we do to keep getting that paycheck. Think about what we'll put up with to keep getting that paycheck because that paycheck makes us feel safe. And when we walk away from that paycheck, which I did in my life, it sent me into a tailspin for a number of years. It's really hard. And you don't really understand that process. I kind of knew that, that, that not working was, was going to remove my validation in terms of people saying, Dennis, thank you for that. Couldn't do this without you. I didn't realize how undermining it would be from a financial anxiety perspective. So think about it. Understand that it's coming up and then look at ways to mitigate that process or at least just understand what that means and how you can cope with that. And if you can't, it's okay. Either go and do some work on yourself or just say, okay, you know what, I'm going to do something a little bit different, but I'm going to let someone else pay me rather than set me, you know, do it for myself. And remember, once you start working for yourself, once you're running your own shop, business, whatever else it is, you're going to have to ask people for money. And if that doesn't feel good because of your relationship with money, then that's going to be really, really hard. So there's two, there's a number of pieces that need to come together. First of all, you need to engage with the finances. If you can't run your personal finances, you're not going to run your business finances. And I know that because a number of my clients have come to me with personal finance issues. And when we fix those, it's transformed their businesses. And there are a number of different examples. I don't think we've got time to go into all of them, but you know, if your self-worth is tied up with what your business is making. So I'll give you an example. I had a client, she ran two or three businesses. One of them was doing really well. So she was all over the finances for that one. The one that wasn't doing so well, everything was sitting in a shoebox because she didn't want to go near it because it made her feel bad about herself. So there's a practical aspect to it. You've got to get on top of it. And, and the blocks around that could well be emotional, how I feel about myself and how I feel about money and myself. And again, if you know, if the money piece is tied up with self-worth, it's hard to look at something that you're really trying to build and you don't know what you're doing, right? You're out, you're out in a sea of uncertainty. So get yourself in with a group of small business owners, a networking group, someone that can share your journey with you and go, oh, that's really helpful. But more than that, just validate the uncertainty that you're feeling 
as you go along through this. Mm, very helpful. And you, I think you mentioned a key word before, and that was self-compassion. So certainly that has a role to play, right? Absolutely. You don't know what you don't know. And I've set up a, a business three and a half years ago, a money coaching business. And I'm still learning about money coaching. I'm still learning about myself. I'm still learning about my business. And so, yeah, don't beat yourself up over it. But be aware that that you need a healthy relationship with money to manage this. You need to look at it and ask yourself, you know, have I got fundamental self-limiting beliefs? Do I not like asking for money? When someone asks me, how much do you charge? Do you like choke? Or do you like, well, it's $500, but I'll give it to you for three. If you're suffering from that, and I'm full of compassion for that, I fully understand where that comes from, you're going to struggle with it. So it's not just a question of being able to calculate how much I should charge and calculate it correctly, which is kind of a numerical exercise, but it also involves things like, well, this is what I do. But in fact, you know, this is my hourly rate. But in fact, if I look at my business, I need to spend 30% of my time marketing. Well, I need, and, and I don't like marketing. Who likes marketing, right? So maybe, you know, I have to pay someone else to do that. And in fact, I need to make sure that my hourly cost covers the marketing time, the downtime, the sick time, the whatever else it is time. So, you know, it's not just a question of what I can get away with or what I think it is. Have I looked at my business, you know, as a whole? Am I accepting nightmare clients because I'm scared to stand up to them? Am I pricing myself too cheaply because I haven't calculated it properly or because um, I'm desperate for the business. Um, and it's hard. So, so, you know, one of the things that's, that's interesting about this transition is that, that we're used to being paid for our time in formal work. These are your hours. This is what you get each month. We're going to discuss this at the beginning, and then we're going to move on. So asking for money in exchange for something that you do becomes much more personal. It's much more of a reflection of our personal value as a human being outside of the corporate space. And that batches up against the personal stuff, cultural stuff, the societal stuff. You know, here's a piece of me. Can I have some money? That's a hard thing to do for a lot of people, particularly if you're going into some of the traditional caring caring type of work that people do, particularly for women. Um, money almost kind of, you know, sullies what I'm, what I'm, what I'm doing here. So it's, it's important to be honest with yourself about this and recognize it. And then also recognize if you're in it, the discomfort and look at ways to mitigate that because it's no, you can't fix the world by underpricing yourself, undervaluing yourself. And if you don't value yourself, no one else will. So we end up in this situation where we reject ourselves first in order to avoid being rejected by others. Mm. Yeah. When I started the business, somebody had mentioned that when you go into business for yourself, it's almost like creating this professional mirror and you're always bumping up against that edge, right? Because it's all about learning and it's all about growth. And if you're bringing that attitude toward it, it makes the learning and the lessons that much more palatable. You know, they're going to come. So how can I open up and, and embrace it rather than, you know, learn the hard way? Yeah. So I, w- I would leave you with one tip in this in this space is that when people ask you for money, don't stop at the number. What do you charge? Well, I charge $500 and here are some ways that you can pay me. 
just breeze right through because you don't know what that person is thinking. You don't know whether they're going, oh my God, that's that's so low, this is ridiculous, or you know, that's too high. Just move it along, right? Don't reject yourself first in, in anticipation of others. It's $500, and here are some ways you can pay me. I will do it in installments, or you can give me a credit card, or you can do this, or you can do that. And we've already moved past that choke point into the practical aspects of how you can pay me. And then we can talk about how you can pay me, not get stuck on how much I'm worth. Right. Or you can just post them on your website. That's the other way, of course. Absolutely. If this thing terrifies you, put your prices on your website, have fixed prices and don't negotiate. And if the client wants you to do it for half the price, they're not valuing you or your time and they'll be a nightmare client. And something that came up when I discussed this recently is there also there's also an opportunity cost of taking that client on, which is if a better client came on and you're stuck with this client that's treating you really badly, you've just lost out on a much better relationship. Right. So there are lots of reasons to be really, really conscious around who you take on. Beautiful. Wonderful. And then, Dennis, if you could just talk about some of the services that you offer at your company and, again, give us your uh, your contact information. Sure. So you can find me at cambridgemoneycoaching.uk. I work with individuals uh, around their relationship with money to help them make better decisions communicate in healthy ways and reduce anxiety and other negative emotions. And these individuals can be talking about their personal finances or their uh, business finances. I work with couples because if there's one thing that couples disagree on most, it's money because money is values and money is emotions. And the chances that you are in a relationship with someone that feels the same way about money as you do are close to zero. Siblings don't even feel the same way. And they came out of the same environment. Um, One of the most exciting pieces of work I'm involved with at the moment is working with financial advisors and financial planners to show them how to understand their clients' money behavior and how to make their clients feel safe so they can connect with their clients. And so their clients can leave the room going, that is the best conversation I ever had around money. Brilliant. I love it. Thanks again, Dennis. Thank you so much for being here. Incredibly insightful. I really appreciate your time. You're so welcome, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I know there are many ways you can spend your time. Thank you for choosing to spend it with me. Until our paths cross again, be kind to yourself and show your warrior spirit some love. If you know anyone who could benefit from today's episode, please pass it on. And many thanks for supporting the show by subscribing and leaving a review. It means a lot, and it helps others find their way to our circle. If you'd like to access the show notes, have a question you'd like addressed on a future episode, or would like a transcript of this episode, visit www.athenawellness.com slash podcast. Until next time, be well.